don't have to put them in, but um, my French oral was the worst day of my life. Oh, yeah. He um, looked at me and asked me what uh, football position I played. So I looked him dead in the eye and went, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And he looked at me and I looked at him and sort of gave him a look in the eye like, please, please just end this. Just let it slide. Yeah. And he just kept going. Well, he did ask me um, what I thought of Jurgen Klopp. And I don't know what to say, so I just laughed about, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was kind of, and I passed, so. That's going on. This baby hits 88 miles per hour. You're going to see some serious shit. They don't drink milkshakes, I assure you. I have two guns. One for each of you. Where'd the power of grace go? Well, there's nothing like experimenting. So today we are going to be discussing the wonders of Disney's recent live-action remakes from Alice in Wonderland to its newest release this week, Dumbo. Liam, what have been your thoughts on Disney's obsession with live-action remakes as of late? Um, I think they need to nip it in the bud a little bit. <laughs> they need to tone it down. Just, just a little bit. Yeah, like, as much as I do, as everyone does love Disney, and, like, as much as I am a big fan of it, this is literally just them going for cash grabs for every film. Yes, but at the same time, the last two um, non-rebooty movies that Disney made that I remember were A Wrinkle of Time and The Nutcracker. Yeah. And so you can, I don't want any more of that. Yeah, like, I mean, it, I find it kind of... I do find it bad that they're not really putting as much effort into their create like kind of original ones as they would into their remakes but did you see Wrinkle in Time? I, I did see Wrinkle in Time I think Wrinkle in Time is very very flawed but still quite a good and imaginative film you're wrong <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you're, you're dead wrong you think it's crap that's horrible yeah. it was one of the worst films I've seen last I think year. it's a deeply flawed film but I still enjoy it and again also it looks really fucking stunning but I put that on Ava DuVernay yeah but, like, um, it would be nice to have more originals. Mm-hmm. It would be, but at the same time, um, I think it's because that classic animation style that they have yeah. is just gone. Yeah, like, they're, all their, like, li- their new animated films are all in favour of 3D animation. And the last 2D animated film they made was Princess and the Frog, which is a very enjoyable film and a very lovely film. But it's, it speaks volumes of the fact that they, that was kind of shuffled off to the side in favour of just doing... CGI animated films, yeah. which you can only thank Pixar for. What was their last um, one? They had Wrecker Ralph 2. The last one, yeah, the last one was Wrecker Ralph 2. They had Frozen 2 then this year. Oh, so both sequels. What was their last one? Was it Moana? Uh, it was, yes, it was Moana, yeah. Moana was great. Moana is very, very good, but I I really just would like to see a two, and I, I don't think we'll see it until they decide to get confident in again, but I, d- I would really love to see just a traditionally animated 2D film. I, well, I think that the one, well, not there's many good things about it, but I think with Disney Plus coming in soon, I think we're going to see a lot of original inventive movies going straight to that. Yeah, which I, I'm not a big fan. I'm The whole Disney Plus thing is like an issue that I will talk about at some stage, but it's, 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 I'd like to see at least something good come out of that, like. Yeah, well, I think it will. There's lots of good things coming mm. up on it. I mean, there is also the fact that Disney is basically now taking a monopoly on the film industry, but we will shove that aside. We'll talk about that in Dumbo. Oh, we will. <laughs> but let's start off with our slew of live-action remakes and talk about Alice in Wonderland. Alice, you're back. Off with it! Uh-oh. 
RPG. Alice in Wonderland is oh Tim Burton's first of two that he directed. He didn't direct this Alice in Wonderland too. No, the first of oh, two sorry, Disney yes. live we'll, action reboots. But we'll get to the other one. Yeah, um, yeah, it just it's mainly remembered for Johnny Depp wearing a hat. It, it is basically just the classic story of Alice. She falls through a tree chasing a rabbit and ends up in this magical world called Wonderland. And she's the only one who can slay the Jabberwocky, which is a dragon thing that's controlled by Helen Bonham Carter with a massive forehead. Um, this film is just... Eh? The biggest thing this film did was influence um, One Halloween. Remember that one Halloween where everyone was either um, Mad Hatter or the, the Queen of... Yeah. Red Queen? Is that yeah, the Red Queen. I think that was basically it, yeah. I think it's the main problem is just like it's just so it's just kind of boring. Well, what do you remember about it? I the top re- of your head, like the top of my head, I remember the I just remember the fact that Alice cuts the head off of the um the bat the Jabberwocky in it. Really? That's the one main thing I remember that Al- that our main protagonist just straight up beheads something. Um, I remember the uh, Anne Hathaway being in it and smelling fingers under her nose. What? Yeah, it's there's a lot of weird things about this film that it's just. I don't get. Um, I remember the CGI being really good in some places and just being really crap. Like, the whole thing with making Alice, like, taller or smaller, I think actually looks really not cool. Yeah. But a lot of the, like, the visual CGI of, like, them in the, in and around Wonderland, some of the characters in it, like, like, say, Stephen, the Cheshire Cat with Stephen Fry looks great. Um, this cast is yeah. Stacked. The cast is also stellar. Like you've got Alan Ma- Rickman, Alan Rickman, Matt Lucas, Michael Sheen, Crispin Glover, uh, Anne Hathaway, Eleanor Bonham Carter, Timothy Spall, Tim Pickett Smith, Lindsay Duncan, Francis Delatour, who I love, Peggy from EastEnders. Oh yeah, Michael Goff, Christopher Lee is is played the Jabberwocky. Uh, Melda Staunton's in it as well. Like there's loads of like small parts that people are in. Like so. Like the thing I remember about this is that it took me about five attempts to get through it. Because, like, as a kid, it just didn't didn't resonate with me at all. Like, no, really. and I think the original Alice in Wonderland's great, but I don't even think this one's a bad movie, but it's just another example of um, Tim Burton being really reserved and seeming like he's lost his passion. Yeah, it's funny, because when you think of Alice in Wonderland and you get told that Tim Burton is making this, you think that's a perfect choice, because <clears> Tim Burton is such a wild and weird director. And yet, watching the film, it just feels very much like he just told Johnny Depp and Helen Bonham Carter to just go with it. it they were both very good. And they were both quite Johnny good. Depp I mean, is very good in Johnny this. Depp is very good. I think he gets annoying a, a lot in some sections, but overall, he's still very, very good. He feel it feels different from like him just doing a Jack Sparrow impression, like which yeah. he does for certain other films that Disney made. But overall, he's quite very, very good. And Helen Bonham Carter is hilarious. I think. Because she is just does not give a shit. How do you pronounce her name? Maya Mia. Mia Wasikowska. Jesus. (laughs) Mia Wasikowska, who is boring as hell in this film. Yeah. She is a very good actress, but oh my god, she just does nothing in this film. Does Does the end right? So I remember there were there was gonna be a wedding at the start, and then she runs away. Yeah, that's the reason they don't get married. They don't get married. No, she ends up basically going to like some lord. Hey, I know all these things about trade routes and like I can go on ships and stuff. And so she ends up um, going on a ship to like Hong Kong. Yeah, that's how the second film starts. I think she becomes she goes and is basically a pirate, or 
is hang on, let me actually look it up. But I'm, yeah, no, she's been she in the next film she's like sailing the high seas like as a basically like a for hire pirate. I could I could watch like two hours of that. That'd be great. Like I'd love to see that. I think that'd be excellent. Alice the pilot. Alice the pirate. Um, um, now the thing that's stunning to me that this movie made so much money this movie made a billion dollars this movie made a billion like i think i actually think this might have been the highest grossing film of that year 20 well during its run during its one it was the fifth highest grossing film of all time yeah it was the second highest grossing film of 2010 which i I can only assume was behind toy story 3 which yes it was it was behind toy story 3 it also somehow yeah on, on underneath it was harry potter deathly house part one and inception does Avatar count? Uh, Avatar was 2009. Yeah, but it would have grossed a lot in 2010. Yeah, no, but like it yeah, didn't come out then. No, no. That was actually a great year for film because you got Toy Story 3, Harry Potter Part 1, Inception, um, Tangled, Head of, the original Head of Training Dragon, um, the greatness that is uh, Shrek Forever After. Wow. <laughs> I actually think that's quite actually a fairly decent film. Now, like, when we were... Like, when this movie came out, okay, mm. it would have been 10 years-ish since 101 Dalmatians came out, right? So, fast forward to now, and a movie that's left, well, at the time, uh, left was very important, mm. but it sort of got forgotten about in the 10 years that follow. Oh, yeah. So now, coming up to next year is the 10th anniversary of this movie. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is, this movie's going to Bay 101 Dalmatians, right? And another... People have already forgotten about it. Oh yeah, easily. Like even though there was a sequel, like people have forgotten about it. I, I haven't seen the sequel, so Joe talked about it. Mm. Overall, I would give Awesome Man a two and a half out of five. It's a perfectly serviceable film. It's nothing original. The visuals are grand. Yeah. Johnny Depp is fun, but there's, it just feels restrained. Yeah, there's nothing bad about it. Nothing great about it. It's mm. perfectly down the middle, as you say, and I'm gonna agree with you. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. We will now move off of Asmundan and touch on the next live-action remake, kind of, which is Maleficent. Well, well. Don't be afraid. Hunt hard, Dad. Oh dear. Now, you haven't seen Maleficent. Seen the ending. You've seen the ending of Maleficent. Well, Maleficent is a strange film because it is not really a live-action remake in that sense, in that they decide to do something different and this time take the story from the perspective of the original antagonist of the film Sleeping Beauty, Maleficent, who... Have you seen Sleeping Beauty? Yeah. Maleficent is awesome in that. I think Maleficent is freaking brilliant. Yeah. She's such an awesome and cool villain. As, as someone who hasn't seen this, like obviously my big question is, is she evil or does, do they make her too redeemable? They make her not evil but misunderstood, which I think is the worst thing they could have done. Because uh, okay. the great thing about her in the first film is that she just doesn't give a shit. She's just pure evil. But and how, it's how great. How misunderstood? Um, basically, how it works in this film is... She's a powerful fairy that lives like in this place called the Moors, which is like a mar- magical forest, like away from it. Yeah. And when she's young, she meets a, a young go- a young boy, yeah. who 
he his love his in the words of the plot synopsis, his love for Maleficent is overshadowed by his ambition. Oh. And th- when they get older, they grow apart. Maleficent becomes like the queen of the forest, while he becomes the king. Um, and then once, or no, he doesn't become the king. Like he just becomes like a guy. But then the king of the land tries to conquer her there, and Maleficent nearly kills him. And then the guy, yeah, this is where it gets really weird. The guy who Maleficent falls in love, fell in love with, he goes to the Moors, he drugs her. What? He tries to kill her, doesn't, can't do it, so he just tears off her wings. Oh. And yeah that's why she's misunderstood that's why she's misunderstood that's why she turns evil she had her wings clipped she had her wing clipped and that's how she becomes pure evil and turns everything ha- is that just in like the first 10 minutes that's the opening so what happens then that after then it's just the plot of Speaking Beauty but from, the, rest, the rest of this podcast it's basically you going through the plot me going it literally, it literally is though because after that it's just the plot of Sleeping Beauty and that she goes to she she arrives at the um bat, the christening for Princess Aurora she says on her 16th birthday she will prick her finger on a spindle of a spinning wheel and fall into a deep sleep and then it cuts to 16 years later when uh, when it's just Aurora being being a, a person except the worst part the worst part the film decides to do is instead of making Maleficent just kind of not evil they decide to make her kind of care for the princess uh. and be and kind of love her she's misunderstood because she's misunderstood you just don't get it and then basically the film ends with it goes the same route as um as it would in the film but then are they mates at the end they end up becoming mates at the end because because in the in the original film it's the prince the prince's kiss that brings her back but in this film it's maleficent who brings her back really yeah it's so hokey and so just so how are they going to do because there's a sequel coming out in October like how can, are they going to do she's she's misunderstood again well the film ends with her killing the guy like who she oh. loved okay and yet, and yet somehow she gets her wings back so like what are they going to do uh, I don't know because the next film is called uh, Maleficent Mistress of Evil Oof. so surely this is going to be like I don't know what I don't know what the hell this is going to be like now she has very pointy uh, ears I'll give this film one thing is that Angelina Jolie as Maleficent is quite good like she's fairly very good but I would have thought she'd be better really she's like she's fine she is perfectly fine in the role she is evil when she wants to be the best scene in the film is when she is doing the curse and being like she will pick her finger the problem is though is that the original voice of Maleficent is so iconic and so evil like it's such a it is that voice for her. You can't really change that. And Angelina Jolie is doing well, but not that great. And just... It's basically just... They basically try to make some the most evil of all evil, like, villains... Misunderstood. Misunderstood. That's not, I can't even say, like, too good. It's just misunderstood. And that is the worst thing you could have done. Well, maybe you're... Um, misunderstood about this. Maybe I am. Because this film made a crap ton of money as well. It was $758 million, the fourth highest grossing film of 2014, and the highest grossing film for Angelina Jolie. Of all time? Uh, for her career. To put that in perspective, that was just under Guardians of the Galaxy, The Hobbit, uh, Battle of Five Armies, and Transformers Age of Extinction. What a, what a, what a, year. What a shit year. <laughs> yeah. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, yay. Everything else. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
to all well actually no also put that in perspective whilst the top half is crap the other like couple on like the list is really great because you had X-Men Days Future Past Captain America the Winter Soldier Dawn the Plan of the Apes Interstellar wait that's made more than Captain America this made more than Captain America yeah and Interstellar yeah what is wrong this made more than Hunger Games Part 1 yeah also guess how much Hobbit the Battle of the Five Armies made 956 million. I, I don't know how it did. I think that's the first one not to reach a billion, though. Uh, the second one didn't reach a billion, I think. It no, didn't. it didn't, no. Yeah. The first one I know got a billion, but the second one I do not think it did. Uh, the Desolation of Smash. Oh, also, um, I have a, a listener um, uh, complaint I needed to address with you. Give me. This was from a couple of weeks ago. Okay. okay. So a couple of weeks ago, um, you claimed that we had a, we had an argument where you told me that Pierce Brosnan was not from Ireland. You did, yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah, and, and I was right. He's from Navin. I thought he was Northern Irish. Yeah. I always thought he was. Well, I am so sorry to that listener for claiming that Pierce Brosnan it was not Irish. He is, in fact, from Navin. Uh, I will be sure never to ever get any facts wrong ever in this podcast, no, ever. Everything you hear is 100% Back. Oh yeah, like everything I say is the absolute truth. So what what are you gonna give Maleficent? I give Maleficent a two out of five, purely right. because it's just it is the same. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's kind of similar to Alsonland. The fact that it's just a fine film, like there's nothing inherently bad about it. It's just when you come from the film you had before, which is really great and has one of the best films in Disney history, you kind of just come away a bit. Yeah. So we're we're two in and it's we're off to we're not it's, off, we're to, not a off to a great start. But we are going to move on now to one that we actually both, I think, quite like, which is Cinderella. Yay! Remember, the magic will only last so long. At the last stroke of midnight, the spells will be broken. The door will return to what it was before. Someone like that doesn't just vanish. Are you looking for this? There must be quite a story to go with it. I will protect the prince, no matter what becomes of me. Rated PG. I really like this movie. I think I like this movie a lot more than you like this movie. I like this movie quite a bit, though. Yeah. What can, what are you, what would you say about Cinderella? Um, well, I think Cinderella tells the a story we've all seen about Cinderella. Everyone knows who Cinderella is. Yes, like so it's kind of Rana stepping away from Shakespeare for a few minutes to um, retell a, a movie which is really quick in the original. He hasn't done a Shakespeare film in years. Like, he did one this year. Wait, did he? He played William Shakespeare. Oh, yeah, he did that one, yeah. But that was like, <laughs> he before played, that. He played Shakespeare. Before that, he hasn't done a Shakespeare film in fucking yonks. <laughs> he played Shakespeare. That, he, was, he was waiting for his moment. Oh, sorry, no. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, about Cinderella. Yeah, so what this movie does really well is that it's the first one that takes the ball from the original and really amplifies it mm. like it fleshes out things that we don't really get to see in the original oh yeah it'll be her relationship with her dad or the stepsisters the prince actually has a character in this film he does he he does because if there's anything that we don't like in film it's misrepresentation of princes oh yeah misrepresentation of men that's uh <laughs> yeah hollywood uh, have a have a huge they have such a bad problem bad, bad yeah. problem in that um no, but on a, on a real note, um, Lily or Lily yeah, James, Lily James plays Cinderella. She's, she's she is wonderful, I think. Yeah, she's really good in this. Like, Kate Blanchett as a stepmother. She also great. Kate choice. Blanchett is a good bad guy. 
Kate Blanchett is always a good bad guy. Like even like people say she wasn't that great in Thor Ragnarok. I highly disagree with I that. Think like great. she is she's so great. She's having such a good time. Okay, who else was having a ball? Who? Uh, Richard Madden, who Rob Stark, who from Game of Thrones as yeah. the prince. He's he is, he is great in this. He's he, so much fun. His pants are tight. Oh, Apparently, he is like. They received many complaints at the time of release for um, the the outline of outline of his trousers. Of, of Richard Madden. Um, about Richard Madden's uh, little Richard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Helena Bonham Carter is back in her Disney live action remake as the fairy godmother. She's actually quite good, I feel. Yes, and honestly, is good. Uh, I forgot that Derek Jacobi was in it as the king. He's like, I also love that they have a relationship with the king and the prince. Yeah. Which the prince actually has a name this time as well. Because <laughs> in the last one, he was just what's, called the what's, prince. What's his name in this? Uh, Kit. His name's Kit. Yeah. And he, oh, that's great. Like, Kit, you know, yeah. because he doesn't, Richard Madden doesn't know anyone called Kit. No. I love how my AMB means. It just says Prince. Yeah. <laughs> prince. Um, yeah, and Stellan Skarsgård's in it, uh, Rob Wright and Anne Haley Atwell. Another, the one thing these films get right is they have good casts. They have great casts. Yeah. One of my favourite actors, Alex McQueen, is also in it. Like, as the, as the, what I love his name his name is the Royal Crier you will know him as uh, Neil's dad in, in Tweeners oh yeah yeah he's very good oh Neil um, but yeah this film is like I, it's actually just quite a lovely film the production is crazy good which I, I blame I put on Kenneth Branagh because any yeah. film he has no matter the cinematography like he does love his Dutch angles but every film he does looks extravagant there's a lot of Thor links to this movie I'm just realising hey, really have, well, you have kind of Branagh who directed Thor 1. Yeah. You have Kate Blanchett from uh, Thor, Thor 3. You have Stellan Skarsgård from yeah. Thor 1 and 2 and Avengers. Yeah. Uh, you have... Eliawa doesn't count. Eliawa doesn't count now. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's, that's really the only Thor. It's, it's the trinity of Thor. Hey, it's okay. Yeah, but um, if you haven't seen this, like, it is a very good movie. And it does what um, Beauty and the Beast, which we're going to go on to very shortly, mm. it does what that doesn't do, in, which is it makes... It sort of like brings Cinderella's character up from the original because it's often been complained mm. that Disney princesses have no just, personality. It's just like dazzles in distress. Mm. Whereas I feel here, Cinderella, she has a personality. She's kicking ass. It's funny because I feel like this actually does a lot of things that Beauty Beast does, but it does it in a much better way. Because Beauty and the Beast decided to add in, actually no, I'll move on to that. But what this film does is that it adds in scenes that is not basically put in just to this is how we make an empowering woman. It's added in just to accentuate the characters and make yeah. them seem much more developed than before and actually give them all personalities. Mm-hmm. And as well, I feel like the actors in this fil- these films really, really work with the roles they have much better. Like Lily James, as we said, is just, she is Cinderella. Yeah. Like she is... But she is not just damsel in distress. She is confident. She's spunky. She does. She will like. She doesn't give a shit. She, she just calls Cinderella spunky. But she is though. <laughs> I love like that. she is in the film. Yeah. But even even still, she's also very regal, very beautiful, and she looks amazing when she finally gets into the blue, blue dress. Like yeah, um, it's better than the original. Uh, I'm out. I honestly, table. I see, think it is. It's funny because I, if you say that to some people, they'd be like, "What?" But like, when if did you? you want, s- like, have you seen the original? Because the original came out in 1950. Really? Yeah, like... Oh, we should actually do that um, as we play along. Yeah. Back and we should say, what's better, the original or the other one? Like, well, for the other two, I would say the original is better. Like, yeah. But for this one, I would agree with you that I think this one is the better. Like, 
compared to the original. And it's actually my favorite kind of Branagh movie because I don't like kind of Branagh. <laughs> I personally do quite like kind of Branagh, and I am still the mindset that his um, Hamlet is his best film, and he hasn't really made a good film since this. Well, this other than this, but like, I don't think he's made a truly like amazing film. Murder on the Orient Express was pretty good. I do love how he got nominated for an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay when he just didn't do anything with the script for Hamlet. Really? He, li- he got, he's a Best Adapted Screenplay nom- nominee when he literally just included the entire script of the show. I don't think you actually find a director with a weirder filmography than Branagh. Like, like his his first like couple films are like Twelfth Night, Henry V, uh, Much Do About Nothing, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Hamlet, In the Bleak Wind Winter, all like really like costume drama Shakespeare ones. And then you go to like, he did Ooh, As You Jack Like It. Ryan. He did Jack Ryan. He did Sleuth, which was um, a film, a film with, it was a Harold Pinter film, like with Michael Caine in it as well. He did Thor, he did Jack Ryan. He, he's doing the Artemis Fowl film. And he's doing an, another Disney movie? He's not, he's doing another um, no, Poirot film. That is Disney. Is Poirot Disney? No. Artemis Fowl. Yeah, Artemis Fowl, sorry, it isn't the Disney I'm actually quite excited to see his Death on the Nile one because I feel like he can actually do something with this. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Murder in the Hour Express, but at least it it felt like, it felt like he could actually do something, he could do more with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Cinderella. <laughs> Cinderella, <laughs> Cinderella. We come on Cinderella. Cinderella, I would give a three and a half out of five. Uh, Cinderella, I think it's four out of five. That's fair. Yeah. We move on next to Jungle Book. He's special. I know he's special. I raised him. And now I'll return him to where he belongs. Jungle Book, rated PG. The Jungle Book is my favorite animated film of all time. Is it actually? Like, yeah, the original. Wow, I, I never, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, I love the Jungle Book. So were you like kind of hesitant when you heard they were making this? I was so excited. Okay. Because for years before this came out, there was two movies with when I seen the cast and who was making it. Like these two movies are gonna be the best films of all time. Which were the Jungle Book and the Revenant. And the Revenant was was awesome. Yeah, Revenant was good. I, I actually really loved Revenant. Yeah, like. and this movie, while not as good as the original, because it's my favorite, it is a hell of a good film. I would argue that this film is better than the original. Well, that's completely okay. Well, yeah. why why is that? What do you like about it? Well, the Jungle Book is basically the story. The same is a similar story to the original. It is the story of Mowgli, an orphaned human boy who is basically raised by wolves and goes on a journey of self-discovery to basically find himself and find where he comes from uh, whilst he's also being stalked by the very threatening Shere Khan. Um, The thing about the original film is that it's very, very good, but it feels like more of a series of vignettes as opposed to an overarching story. Yeah. Like, it's very much like, oh, Mowgli, here's Mowgli. It's like Mowgli is the kind of the centerpiece it's like Mowgli going, oh, here's Mowgli meeting um, the snake. Oh, here's Mowgli, Mowgli meeting Baloo. the um, Baloo. Oh, here's Mowgli meeting... And, and uh, it's all great. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> arguing. And the elephants. I mean, I'm not arguing that they're not all great. They actually, they're really, really great. But with this... <laughs> I'm sorry, Liam. It's terrible. I'm not arguing that they're not great. It is all great. But with this film, there actually is an overarching plot. And all yeah. of those things do connect to each other, which I really love. 
And Id- Idris Elba is phenomenal as Shere Khan. It, the Shere Khan in this film is genuinely one of the best villains I've seen on screen in a long time. Like, it's, it's genuinely... He's chilling. He is scary. He's intimidating. Yeah. Like, and it's basically just Idris Elba talking his, no, his own voice. Yeah. With, he has a scary mm. voice going. Although, I'm not going to lie, I kind of prefer the original, like Shere Khan. Oh, yeah. Be- no, because right. it's such a distinctive voice. It's very regal. And it's like... It's regal. He doesn't care. He's like, he doesn't care, kind of. Shere Khan walked so Scar could fly. Yeah. I can see that. He really paved the way for um, mm. Scar. Um, in this one, I can't believe that Bill Murray played Baloo. I'm still trying to wrap my head. And not only that, but Christopher Walken's the King Louis. Christopher Walken's King Louis. And Christopher Walken is freaky as King Louis. Yeah, I actually, a lot of people um, don't like this because of the lack of fun. Yeah, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I think the way they approach this with the songs as well. Like, because they do include some, like, the so- they include two songs. They include um, Bare Necessities, yep. which I really love that scene mm-hmm. because it's not like breaking into a big musical number. It's just them floating on the water, having a little like fumble to it, yeah. having like a little sing song. And it's really sweet. It's really like nice. And it, it's very intimate. It doesn't take away from like, it doesn't take you out of the film. Yeah. And then with King Louis, like when, that his, when he's doing his song, that's just fucking freaky. Yeah, that was his bonkers. Yeah. Um, this is John Favreau. Um, basically showing everyone that he's one of the best. Like, we all knew John Favreau was one of the best, but this is him reminding us that he is one of the best. Yeah. Especially, after, like, this is after he made one of my favorite films, Chef. Oh, which, oh, 2014 was such a good film for, year for film. Like, that wa- that wasn't high grossing. Everyone watched Chef. Everyone watched Chef. Chef is great, especially if you like food. It's a, it's a very hungry movie. Oh, you are gonna, you wanna, you wanna bring some snacks when you're eating it. But Jungle Book is also quite a hungry film, like in the fact that it just won't leave you. Get you, hungry watching you get hungry watching. You get hungry watching. Oh yeah, no. But for me, it's like I felt like I wanted more. I wanted to keep seeing these characters. Like I'd love to see a Jungle Book too. Are which, they not making one? Uh, no, no, no. They're making the Lion King instead. Uh, well, they're making. It says a sequel in development, yeah. but I think they're just gonna make the Lion King. Uh, how much? How much does this make? This made um nine hundred and sixty-six million dollars worldwide. I would have thought it would have made a billion. Yeah. But yeah. also, we haven't even talked about how good the effects are. No, the effects in this are great. Like, the, scene where, the scene where Mowgli jumps off the cliff down the waterfall. Ugh, that is so good. My God. That is one of my favorite scenes in like film. Like, um, props to Neil Sethi. Yeah, Neil Sethi, who is... Uh, he, well, He's not. He was a new actor. Actor. He's very good in it, and we don't like child actors, do we? Mate, no. We're not big fans of them, but he is a very good child actor. I'm also just looking at the rest of the cast, like as we mentioned, Bill Murray, Ijazaba, Ben Kingsley as Bajira, who was really great as him. We have Scarlett Johansson, who I thought was okay as Ka. Um, Juan Carlo Esposito, who I love from Breaking Bad, is the leader of the Wolf Pack. He's really good. He's really good. And they wasted Lupita though. Ah, yeah, but they always waste Lupita. Lupita is great, but she's always wasted. Uh-huh. I also forgot that Gary Shandling is in this. Who? Uh, the guy, the senator from Iron Man 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's really great in it. Uh, John Favreau is also in this. Sam Raimi is in this too. Oh, my God. Even if you don't know him to see, if you like squirrels, you'll know who it is. Uh, who, else is who else did voices for these? Uh, oh, that's it. 
Yeah, that's just very much it. Yeah, because a lot of this film was just John Favreau directing a guy in front of blue screen. Well, what did you think of um, Mowgli, the other Jungle Book movie that came out? Because that's... I know it's not a remake of this, but it still kind of counts. I think the Mowgli one is awesome. I think it's very good. Like, because it is a much darker take on the story, but I think in some aspects it's better than this film, and some aspects it's not. Yeah. I think some of the casting is much, is really great as well. I think I preferred uh, Christian Bale's Bagheera to. Yeah. I was going to say the same. I much prefer Christian Bale's Bagheera to it. Bless you. Thank you. Christian Bale's Bagheera is just. For some reason, I just can't imagine that voice coming out of Christian Bale, but it works. Yeah. Like. Um, well, if you're looking for, uh, if, you're has, if you haven't watched any of the reboots out of um, sort of not wanting to tarnish yeah. the legacy of them, um, start with The Jungle Book, I think. Definitely. Because I, I do think this is the best. This is like the most well-made and accessible one so far. Maybe not, not our favorite, but it's the best. Yeah. And I think it's well worth watching, so... And um, as we're gonna see, I don't think they made a, a very good one since this. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. This I think this is actually probably my favorite one then, if I have to choose. Yeah. Um, um, but I would I would definitely give this one a four and a half out of five. I. I'm not sure if I give it a full five to five. Yeah, but I would give it definitely a four and a half. I'd give it about a high four. A high so four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you four point four. Give me four four point four. Yeah. Because I actually quite like an it. IGN. Oh much, yeah. Too much water. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so after that, it was a Beauty and the Beast. It was Beauty and the Beast. I want adventure in the great white somewhere. Hello? I wanted more than I can tell. Come into the light. <gasps> For once it might be grand. What if she is the one? To have someone understand. Pleased to meet you. I want so much more than they've got planned. Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Rated PG. Okay, okay, okay. I think, right, why, why don't you like this? So Beauty and the Beast... I saw this film when I was very young, uh, the original, right. and is still to this day one of the greatest animated films ever made. It's a very simple story, it's t- but it's executed so well. It's got stunning animation, some amazing songs, like Be Our Guest to Tales All Time. It's, it is just a perfect film in every sense. And in my opinion, this film shits on it. What? I think it shits on the original film in certain ways. I be, mainly because it just makes it feel generic. But For me, it makes the original feel bland. I think um, I think Emma Watson is way out of her depth. I think Emma Watson is woefully miscast in this film. Yeah, because Emma Watson is a good actress. She's a very good actress, and I think. She needs a. She needs to do a Daniel Radcliffe and find a role that she can actually sink her teeth into. She certainly looks the part as Belle. They couldn't have found someone who resembled the character more. Oh no, I think she looks like Belle, but I think that's it. I like yeah. Um, There's also the fact that she cannot sing. They auto they auto tune the, the shit out of her, out of her yeah. which I think was the worst. It was thing like ever Travis done. Scott as a Disney princess. Oh yeah, like which I mean, I would love to see Travis Scott as a Disney princess. I'm not gonna lie, I think that would be a perfect choice. Yeah, but I don't think that this is a bad movie. Like, my reasoning is um, Luke Evans and Joss Gad are amazing in this movie as Gaston and Lafouf. Uh, I will argue that Josh Gad is 
not that great. Nah. Because I think that he, like, although I don't put it on him, I put on the fact that they decided to make him the first gay character. Oh, yeah. As, which was so insulting, I felt, too, like, in general. Because oh, they decided they, they to accept. They decided just, they basically just went, oh, he's gay. Yeah, let's just have him be gay. Yeah, because I remember there was a whole big thing in uh, controversy about it because mm. they were like a gay Disney character. Ugh. Yeah, and I'm like okay, for starters, shut the hell up. Um, but I think as well, like I saw, I saw people complaining about the fact that this is so similar to the original one, and yeah, it is. It is literally just the original one. Yeah, but like we have Dan Stevens is doing good, but he looks really freaking weird. Yeah, like Dan Stevens looks. Te- I'm not gonna lie, the Beast looks crap. A the, lot of the characters do. I think the beast just looks crap. Even like Lumiere and um, like Hogsmeade. Yeah, Lumiere, Hogsworth, Hogs, Hogs, Hogsworth. Yeah. Where did you get Hogsmeade from? Yeah, uh, Harry Potter. Because <laughs> we're thinking Harry Potter and Emma Watson. Oh yeah. But I think the beast looks like shit, which well, is so weird considering the fact that Jungle Book came out like the year before. Yeah. I felt. How did they fuck that up? I think he is a great voice as the beast. But he's also nothing compared to the original. He's very angry. He's too angry. He spends the whole film just being angry. Yeah, really. there's no like, you never feel invested in the Beast and Belle's relationship. No, and in the original one, the original one really takes its time. It's time. It doesn't tell you how long they have spent together as well. Yeah. It basically just lets their romance just build naturally. This one, it just does not feel natural at all. No, not really. But I do think that this is a good but not great movie. I think it's just because, look, I think Luke Evans gives one of the best, like, Disney performances of all of these films. Yeah. I think he's terrific. And his big song is yeah. Gaston. For me as well, he's good, but he's still nothing compared to the original Gaston. That, like, that's my main problem with this film, is that every, everything is fine but it's nothing compared to the original but are you comparing it too tightly uh, i think i might be and i do i think that is probably the worst way to go but i still even with the other ones i can compare them to the original but i can still see which is better and which is worse with this one it follows the original so closely beat for beat that yeah. you can't help but not compare it and the things they do differently i feel is it doesn't make the characters any better it does the opposite problem of cinderella in that yeah. It tries to make Belle much more empowering and much more of a pseudo-feminist icon, and it does not work at all. It's way too long. It is so on the nose. Two hours and ten minutes. Oh, it's also one of the most expensive films ever made. What? Because it costs $255 million to make. <laughs> they spend the money on it? I mean, they got their money back, because this film was the third highest grossing film of the, of the year it came out. At least. So, no, it was the second highest grossing yeah. film of 2017, right behind um, The Last Jedi, which I think is insane. And But, like, in fairness, when you're hiring the guy who made the last two Twilight movies, like, it's, it's not going to be amazing. Yeah, but, like, Bill Condon is a good director, that's the thing. Or, a, 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 he's a fine director, I he think. He made Dream Girls. He made, he didn't make Dream Girls. He or did, Dream no, Girls. he did make Dream Girls, sorry. He made Dream Girls, he wrote Chicago... He made uh, Gods and Monsters with Ian McKellen and uh, Brendan Fraser, which I think is a really lovely film. Um, he also made uh, he made um, a film I really liked called Mr. Holmes as well. Who's in that? Uh, Ian McKellen and Sherlock Holmes. Oh. I really enjoy that film. I think it's a very lovely film and he should have gotten an Oscar nod, but he did not. Gur. Very much Gur. Ian McKellen deserves that so much. Yeah, um, but Beauty and Beast, I think this is a good movie. Not great. 
It's I think it's better than Alice in Wonderland and that Maleficent movie I haven't seen. <laughs> I think I would give it a two out of five. I'd and I would it, not give it any higher. I give it a three. I think I think I'm be I think you're being way too harsh. No, I the don't. The original is better, but I think you're being way too harsh. I think it's because of how much I love the original so much that it just ruins it for oh me. Oh my god. Sorry, we're just realizing there's a bird that's landed on the window beside us and has kind of ruined the segment. I love. He's a big beauty in the beast uh, reboot stand. He's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think it's just gonna sit there until like we stop talking about Beauty and the Beast. So, which will go? I don't know what's next. We're gonna. I think we're gonna move on to the next kind of the, the next film, which is Christopher Robin. It's always a sunny day when Christopher Robin comes to play. Who? <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Christopher Robin. So nice to see you all again. It's you. Again. Tiggers make better drivers. Tigger, eel, piglet. Oh, boy. It's just me. Disney's Christopher Robin in theaters August 3rd. Ready, PG. Yeah, Liam has not seen Christopher Robin. I have, though. And Christopher Robin is not really a live action remake, more of an animated follow up to a live action animated follow-up to the original Winnie the Pooh franchise if you will it's not really following up a specific film but it's more so just taking the character of Chris Robin and bringing it to when he's an adult and showing him reconnecting with his sense of imagination with Winnie the Pooh with everyone oh you mean um the Douglas Drummond Gleason movie uh what Oh yeah, like no, 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 that's a, that's goodbye, Christopher Robin. That is the that's a completely different. That's movie. a that's a biopic about the writer A. Yeah. A. Milner, which I've, I've heard. I've seen that one. Is it good? Yeah, it is good. Okay, good. Margaret Robbie's in it. Uh, she is in it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this one is this one with um Christopher Robin is a fictional story about the character Christopher Robin, played by Ewan McGregor. Um, this film is lovely. This is a very lovely, sweet film. I'm not gonna lie. It is basically just Christopher Robin learning to. Be imaginative again and be like basically just be a normal person like and be uh, but have a sense of fun after basically going through year upon year of bad things happening to him like first he goes world war one like which you know or sorry world war two which is you know pretty crappy not gonna lie it's not the best uh, then you've got you know getting hurt getting hard time going through hard times not being able to see his family all the time like he's he's having a tough time and then all of a sudden Winnie the Pooh shows up and tells him that he has to go and re- help his friends in uh, in the Hundred Acre Wood and the thing about this film is that it it's really sweet when it's just um, Winnie the Pooh and and uh, Christopher Robin you're the guy who voices Winnie the Pooh they got the man who originally voices him all the time Jim Cummings is just so lovely He's, it's so, I don't know what it is about Winnie the Pooh, but that char- the character Winnie the Pooh is just such, it's so peaceful and so nice to watch them. You always get a good sense of, like, just, you get a good feeling inside you whenever you listen to Winnie the Pooh. They look, um, well, from the stills I'm seeing, they look really freaking creepy. Yeah, like, they basically kind of go, went a weird route of trying to make them look real and also stuffed, like, like, actual, like, stuffed, like, toys. It doesn't. It doesn't look that creepy when um they're moving. when they're actually moving and in the film. But that, but like yeah, it does look a little creepy when you're just looking at stills. It is hilarious though in some aspects. Like the Winnie the like Winnie the Pooh is very funny in like not like a very obvious way. It's very like subtle. It's very British way of humor there. I think. Yeah. 
and as as well like they got like a quite a bit a great cast for it again as usual they have Haley atwell as uh his wife you've got uh peter capaldi my my love of my life playing a uh, rabbit you've got toby jones as the owl jim cummings also voices tigger they got a lot of the regular voices for the characters matt berry is in it too do you know matt berry uh no uh the it crowd Oh, Ma- oh, sorry, yeah. Matt, Bates, Matt Berry. He plays Douglas. He does, yeah. He's in, he's in this. He's phenomenal. Mm. Who does he play? Uh, he plays Policeman Bobby. Oh, I need to see this. He's movie. very, he's, he's, he's quite funny as usual. Uh, there's not really much I can say about this film because I don't really want to spoil it for you. But it's purely just, it's a lovely film where Chris Robin just learns to rediscover his imagination and rediscover himself. And I really enjoyed watching it. So, um, what would you give it out of five? I think I would give it a three and a five, maybe a four, purely because Hugh McGregor is is really really good. He's, I really want Hugh McGregor to have a, a role that is like as good on the same level as Train Spotting, because he has. I don't think he's had one Obi-Wan, like that. Obi Wan, man. Huh? Obi Wan. No, what I mean is like dramatic, dramatic and like as good, because he's really good in Train Spotting too. Fargo. There we go, Fargo. He's fantastic in Fargo. He's gonna be in Doctor Sleep. He's gonna be what? Doctor Sleep. He is going to be the in Doctor Sleep. Yes. Sleepful. The si- Shining Sleepful. The, si- the Shining Sleepful. He plays Danny Torrance. And he's Birds of Prey too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not excited for Birds of Prey. Yeah, it's pretty good. But overall, I would think go and see Chris Robin. It's quite nice. Now, as is, I've been keeping a little tally in my head here. Mm-hmm. And Ewan, Ewan, Ewan McGregor, Hayley Atwell, and Ian McKellen. And no, not Ian McKellen, sorry. And Helena Bowen Carter <coughs> have all been in two so far each. Oh wow! Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they just do hire the same kind of actors. Yeah, because Jim McGregor's Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Um. What else was Helen McGonagall? She was in Cinderella and. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, is she in the one about Taco? I don't think she is. What one? Uh. Mary Poppins. Oh yeah, sorry. We, we, I, I, I didn't think we were going to talk about that. Actually, no. Uh, did you see that one? I've seen bits. I've seen the two D. Will we talk about it then? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Well, then we're going to talk about Mary Poppins Returns. See, Mary Poppins Returns came out um, the same day as Aquaman and Bumblebee. Yeah, so, so it kind of got... I, you kind of had other priorities. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Mary Poppins. Um, I'm sorry, Emily Blunt. I still love you. Oh, Emily Blunt. Yeah. How are you... Why do you not have an Oscar nomination? Why don't you have all the awards? You are such a good actress. Um, yeah, so from what I've seen of this, the only actually sequences I've seen is I think I've seen all of the uh, animated sequences and they look pretty fun. Uh, yeah, Mary Poppins Returns is basically the sequel to the original Mary Poppins starring Julie Andrews that, let's be honest, everyone has seen. It's a classic. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and this and it is basically just, I'm not going to lie, it is the same thing again. It is Mary Poppins coming back to help the children. But if Julie Andrews decided Aquaman was more important surely i should as well i mean i'm not gonna lie julie andrews did decide that aquaman is more important which i think is hilarious yeah um yeah julie andrews plays what did she, she like the trench monster like yeah, this, big, yeah like big monster like of course why wouldn't julie andrews play the trench monster yeah. and um, not do a cameo in the film that made her ah she was sound of music yeah but like mary poppins sound of music was bigger everyone knows mary poppins though everyone knows sound of music shut up Oh, we, we should actually make a poll of that. We should. Which is she, which is Julie Andrews better known for? Mary Poppins or Sound of Music? Um, that'd be a really good question. That is a very good question. Yeah. A question for another time. But Mary Poppins Returns, um, 
it's hard to talk about it because it's very, very, it's performed very well. Emily Blunt is a perfect replacement for Julie Andrews in every single way, from the accent to her movements, to her dancing, to her singing. She's, she's actually a really great singer. Um, you have Ben Wishaw, who is giving a very dramatic performance, is, as he always does. Um, I have a fun fact about this movie. Yes. I'm able to do the recreate the trailer word for word from seeing it about two billion times. You are. I so I started off, um, like there's bits like Ben Winslow go, everything's been falling apart ever since your mother. <laughs> and then, and then um, Julie Walter goes, you've forgotten what it's like to be a child. Yeah. Nothing lasts forever on the outer. Okay. I will. I will stop you there Thank before you. you. Um. But yeah. This film, again, this film is just, it's very derivatively original, but it's still fun, it's still exciting, and it does kind of follow the original beat for beat in that you get... What's Meryl Streep like? Meryl Streep is fine, she's only in the film for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah but she's funny, she's grand. Um, Colin Firth is in the film for like five minutes too, as the, uh, he's the, the kind of villain, but not really. He's like, evil businessman. He's evil businessman, Colin Firth. Um, you have... Julie Walters as the housekeeper, which anything Julie Walters is in, she's always great. Um, who else is in this? Angela Lansbury's in this as a balloon lady. Oh, wow. <laughs> Her character description is a saucy balloon seller. Oh, I'm sorry. <coughs> and you also have Dick Van Dyke, Ooh. which, not gonna lie, when he's in it, it's really nice. What? Um, are the kids very annoying or are they okay? No, the kids are great. Really? Yeah, the kids are very fun. They're very well performed. They're not annoying. But they're British. Shut up. Uh, we also have uh, one of my favourites, Lin-Manuel Miranda in this film, who is basically just... He's basically doing Dick Van Dyke. He yeah. is Dick Van Dyke in the original. He's not... He's called Jack instead of Bert, but he's Dick Van Dyke. He's doing a better Cockney accent than, Di than Dick ever did, but it's still not that great. He's more so just good in the singing and dancing because, of course, he is. I think we're all just really happy for Lin, for Lin Manuel Miranda. I just love Lin. He deserves Miranda. all the happiness in the world. I mean, he should he should be getting his Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony soon. <laughs> all of them. I mean, he's already gotten a Grammy and a Tony. I'm not he sure about. He has an Oscar nomination. He's nominated, but not one, hasn't won. Yeah. You can't be an EGOT if you haven't won. Sorry. You can't be an EGOT if you haven't won all an the uh, a winner of an Emmy, Grammy, and Oscar and a Tony. And is there anyone who's on it? Uh, John Legend, Andrew Lloyd. Uh, John Legend? John Legend is in EGOT, yeah, because he won. La La Land? Uh, no, he won for um, Glory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he, he went for doing that for um, Leading Salmon. Okay. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is, um, Tim Rice, Mel Brooks, oh, uh, Rita Moreno, Helen Hayes, all them. And the next one will be Jaden Smith. Uh, <laughs> He's going to get that Grammy for um, Sire. Oh, definitely. I mean, not even Donald Glover could reach that level. We're getting off track anyway, so. Uh, back to Mary Poppins Returns. It's a fun film. That's all I can say. It is a fun film. If you'd like to go, if you like Mary Poppins, go and see it. You're not really missing out. I give it a three and a half out of five. I haven't seen it. Out of five. What have you seen? What have you seen, Liam? Dumbo. Everyone remembers the moment they fell in love with Dumbo. On March 29th, a Disney legend returns. You have wonder. Magic. For a whole new 
generation. You can do it, Dumbo. Show him. PG, March 29th. Uh, Definitely cry. Yeah, no, it is. Dumbo, the story of how Tim Burton went Dumbo. Yeah, this, this is our big review of the week, guys, so strap on in. Strap on in, because this is going to be a rough one. Yeah. Dumbo is the live-action remake of the original 1941 animated film Dumbo and follows a big elephant with a baby, a baby elephant with extremely large ears who is capable of flying and all the little shenanigans he gets into. If there's one thing you want in 2019, it's a remake of a film that's only an hour long, <coughs> slightly racist, and a baby gets bullied for its entirety. Yeah, that's not what you want, especially if like, I rewatched the original film and it's really Same. dark. Yeah. It's the, dark and it's trippy as hell and weird. I think it's mad about it. Mm. It was fine. I thought the animation was really good. Oh yeah, um, and the pink elephant scene deserves the its iconic status. But overall, it's a meh film. Those crows are racist. Oh, they, oh, those racist crows. Like those that, crows are really racist. Yeah, like how could they not be racist? Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, but um, but we move on to the original. This one. What did you think of this scene? I thought this was. <laughs> uh, right, it's like my if my thumb was going down, it would be hovering between the middle and full on down. I think this is a big load of disappointment because it's Burton not returning to his best and you have Danny DeVito, Colin Farrell and Michael Keaton, Eva Green and, so, and loads of Alan other people. Arkin. Alan Arkin and loads of other people in it, right? Mm. And you do nothing with them besides Michael Keaton, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, I think that it's, it's first half does well of... Um, maintaining the sort of what everyone loved about the original but yeah. as the movie's only an hour long and you have another hour to film Dumbo decides to go down a preachy capitalism route in the same week that um, uh, Disney are shutting down Two what, Fox 2000 yeah. uh, and a lot of other companies so um, it, it irked me this movie <coughs> I don't think I didn't like it but it most certainly irked me. Mm. I didn't think this film was very good at all. I think this film just it has really good moments. I think, however, that Disney have put way too much money into it because this is the same budget as um, Be the Beast. Near near enough to it. Like yeah, a, a hundred and seventy million budget. That's bonkers, and I don't know what the hell they spent it on. Yeah, because that it, baby elephant is terrifying looking. Like there are moments when it looks really cute, and then there are moments where it just looks. Awful. Look at it. It's horrifying. I didn't know. I think there's like that's hair. not what an elephant looks like. Oh no! But like I don't care. I don't know, not even because of the ears, the eyes, the, like the, the eyes. eyes, like that elephant. Because the murder like you. we know the elephant had big eyes in the original. It does not have big eyes in this. Like no, it does have big eyes. It just doesn't look great. And um, you also what feels off about it, you know that elephant is CGI. Like you know the actors yeah. are acting with nothing. You are so aware that the elephant is CGI, like the which sucks. Two actors in this give good performances, like actual good performance. Colin Farrell's fine. Colin Farrell is fine, he does the best he can do. I think Danny DeVito and Eva Green are both really good. Danny DeVito and Eva Green are great. Danny DeVito I think will be great in anything he's in. From if it's always sunny, if it's like something like this, if it's taxi. He will always be great because he's Danny DeVito. Have you felt that you've seen Eva Green in a lot of things? I felt like I've seen Eva Green in so many things, but she's well, always played the same kind of character. Fun, fun fact for you, which I only noticed last day. 
So he only had 24 credits. And oh three of them are filming. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, seriously. Look at it. Three, three of them are what? Filming. Like, they're post-production, so they're not done. Because there's only been, like, 20 things. Huh. Yeah. Because, in fairness, she, well, she was in Casino Royale, which is the kind of thing that made her, like... Her last, like, big, big movie that anyone heard of was Miss Peregrine's... Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Yeah, another Byrne film. She was also in the really great show, Penny Dreadful. Yeah. And she's fantastic in that. So, um, judging off the back of this... Put her in more things, please. She's, she's great. Like, also off the back of Penny Dreadful, please put her in more things, because, oh my God, she's so good in Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful's a great show. You watch that. Yeah. Um, so, are we going to do non-spoilers for this? Do people care if we spoil this? I really don't think people can care at all. Okay. Like, because, can we just talk about the fact that um, Michael Buffer is in this film, who is a very, who's an incredibly well-known boxing announcer, and, <laughs> like, like, probably the most well-known boxing announcer yeah. of all time. And what does he do in this film? He says, Let's, Let's get, get ready, ready to, to jumbo. Like, no one believes me when I tell them this. Like that, like, like he is he is known for his catchphrase, Let's get ready to jumbo. You think that when Tim Beetle, Tim, Tim Byrne was making Beetlejuice, he thought, huh, this is where I'm going to end up. This is where my life's gonna take me. Oh, like this, that was, I, I sank into my chair. It was, I have not cringed as much since the, the What Are Those in Black Panther. Oh, no, no, the What Are Those in Black Panther I thought was very funny. No, it works, but I'm like, oh, I hate that. But this one, it is. Like, oh, this just does not. But I kind of loved it, actually. Oh, I despise this. Let's get ready to move. Uh, and just, we'll talk, about, we'll talk about Michael Keaton in this film. Okay. Um,. First, Michael Keaton dresses like Lyle Landley from The Simpsons. Michael Keaton is just absolutely hilarious in this film because he's, he just doesn't care. He's awful. He's so bad in he, this film. His he's, character is called V.A. Vanderveer. Like, he's, as if you couldn't be more villainous. Like, But he's not evil. But he's not evil, He's not no. evil. That's not a spoiler. He is definitely not the bad guy of this movie. A guy called V.A. Vanderveer is not a businessman. A bit a... Very gross businessman is not the villain of this nope. film, which is ridiculous. So I think Michael Keaton at first he comes in and he's like, uh, he Michael Keaton's opening scene actually, which it never addresses again. He goes reschedule my meeting with the president. Yeah, like what that just doesn't. Meeting go- about? Like why would he's a circus owner? Why would he be meeting the president? Like, I loved how it was just a throwaway line. I yeah, felt like, like it was like, definitely interesting. This is nineteen nineteen. Who the hell is the president this time? Like. Be meeting him, like what? I don't know. Um, and then he, when he first meets the rest of the circus, he goes into like a French German accent. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but he just kind of shifts between accents for Where some was reason. He from, uh, he like the Tommy Wiseau of uh, movie characters. Yeah, but he's not bad. He's horrible. No, he like no, he's so like, bad in this movie. Like, but he's not like Tommy Wiseau bad. He's just like so over the top and silly and stupid. This bad. is Michael Keaton's worst performance of his career, yet somehow one of his best. Yeah, like I don't know what it is, but he's just like I know for a fact this will have no effect on him. Like it will like a, you're laughing at him. Yeah, like you're not like getting tech. Yeah, I'm sorry. The president like during this is like it, w- it wasn't Roosevelt. No, it was. William Howard Taft. Well, like, come on, tell him to reschedule the meeting with VA Vanderveer. Oh yeah, he's like got I'm, he's got to meet Danny DeVito. Fucking hell, like. Um, how how do you feel about uh, DeVito? I really like DeVito. DeVito's great in the film. I think he's having so much fun. He's having so much fun, but like, because he's pure, he's allowed to have fun. 
I also love like the ir- 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 irony of the fact that you're having Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito in a circus again with a Tim Burton film. Yeah, that's great. Which all you Batman fans like? This ain't no Batman. This ain't no Batman. Um, and also, um, sp- slight spoilers, but you're not going to see this if you haven't yet. But uh, Max Mom from It's Always Sunny has a has a cameo. She does. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, this. Yeah. Um, what do What do we not like? I just don't like the fact that just. This movie. I was looking at my watch a lot, being like, oh, "Okay, come on, wrap." It's kind of like it just kind of goes on and on. It doesn't really have any heart to it. The like, kids are I bad. feel like the kids are not great at all. One of the kids is basically like, "I want to be a scientist." I want to be. This is my voice. I don't want to be. My, mom, mom, can we get ice cream after this? And then the other kid's like, "Hello," uh, being that kind of Disney kid. And I just, I always wanted to, uh, I hate kids. Like, uh, um, I didn't know um, Alan Arkin was going to be in this. Alan Arkin does a weird performance in this. Like, he's such a strange, like, I don't, it, I, I genuinely don't know why Alan Arkin was in this film. He just, he shows up as, like, this banker guy. Yeah. And he's just like, our establishment, rah, rah, rah. Colin Farrell has one arm. Yeah, which, I mean, if you wanted to play up the fact that, yeah, he has PTSD, sure, why not? It doesn't. I know, and I'm like, this guy is... And you lost your arm on your wife, you should be a bit more bummed instead of being like, I want to be in the circus, guy. Yeah, like, I, d- I don't know why like, they don't explore that fact at all, because he's just like, this guy should be really broken, and if not, well then, but, but, fair fucks but, but they're living in a theme park now. Yeah, like, that's kind of crap, I'm not going to lie. So, um, so the circus um, gets bought over... Um, by a theme park. Yeah. Theme park. Disney wants you to know that theme parks are cash grabs. Yeah, because, like, they, I'm sorry, but Dreamland, that, that whole theme park that, like, Mike Keaton is running, that, like, could not be more of an ad for Disneyland. Yeah. Like, that could not be more of an ad for Disneyland in any way. But my... So, in a movie about Dumbo, Dumbo, um, he's kind of funny. The, the one thing I actually really liked about this movie was the flight sequences. Yeah, the flight sequences are very nice, I think. But, like, there's not really much to do to make a flight sequence look good, in my opinion. He wags his ears up. He, like, he does. He eats a lot of feathers. He does eat a lot of feathers. And I think the ending is nice. Yeah, this movie has a good ending. It has a very nice ending, I feel like. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't, we, won't, we won't see the ending. But I'm not gonna say the ending because it's it's a it's spoiler, but like it's a very nice way to. I thought it was though. going to be um, a tie-in to the Lion King. Did you actually? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like Nick Fury turning up at the end of it. Like, oh, well, well, well. Well, it's it's just like Mufasa. Yeah. Like you you thought you were the only animal out there. <laughs> and Dumbo's like, mm, Dumbo just can't talk. In first though, I'm very glad they didn't make Dumbo talk. Okay. Because that would have been the worst thing to do. I feel like if he was talking, he'd have the voice. He looked like he'd have Josh Gad's voice. Oh, no, I wouldn't like that. Doesn't I wouldn't like Dumbo? that at all. No, Josh Gad does not need to voice every, like, animal thing. Yeah. Ever. I I, he just, his personality's too big, I feel for it. Dumbo is, like, one of the biggest merch grabs for Disney. Not, not this movie, the original. Mm. With, like, his cute design. It's all plastered on, like, pajamas. Oh, yeah. And stuff. Imagine being a kid and having a teddy of that. It's like, I mean, you get, it's an elephant, you know. Would you have one on a top? I mean the original Dumbo. I mean the original. No, I mean this. Oh, one. this one no. Yeah. Jesus no. This one just looks weird. But overall, 
If you had to rate Dumbo, what would you give it? Two out of five. Yeah, I give it two. It, two out of five. And I, I had there was enough there for me with um, there was enough badness that was enjoyable that sort of brought me around. It's actually it's just a big disappointment that Burton just seems to have given up. Yeah, we haven't talked about like Burton that much, and the fact that like Burton just seems to not really give a shit anymore. Like his last film that like I think was actually kind of good was Big Eyes. When with we, um in two thousand fourteen with Amy yeah. Adams and what's his face fucking Chris, Christoph Waltz who we debated a while back is Christoph Waltz a good actor or not yes I would say he is but he hasn't really made a really great film he's just done a lot of them yeah like I think like Alice in Wonderland yeah Dark Shadows lower end of the scale yeah. um, Frank um, Weenie's great Frank Weenie's great uh, but then did. like Big Eyes is pretty good Miss Peregrine's alright yeah even before that like you had like Sweeney Todd like which yeah. is I don't think he's necessarily made anything like I don't think he's made I don't think he's ever made anything that's been flat out awful like I'd still vouch for his uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory I'd vouch for that I'd honestly also vouch for the Plan of the Apes remake he made oh stop in that in that the apes look great and that's it oh stop it I'm sorry no the apes look excellent in that I think they do get out of here the makeup with Rick Baker's makeup is fantastic and I will hear nothing against that who's the actress in that I know there's someone you like in that hold on Uh, there's a lot of Helena Bone Carter sorry I thought Olivia Coleman was in it for some reason no 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 Olivia Coleman wouldn't be in this Jesus Christ she has better taste yes no but I I will give that film props no movie that ends with Abraham Lincoln an ape is a good movie yeah like that's fair I am not I am not having that no I'm, I'm not saying it's a good movie I'm saying that the makeup is really good in it, and I will not like hear anything against that although I do find it hilarious how Mark Wahlberg in that film or before he was even meant to be in this he even though he backed out of being in Ocean's Eleven to be in this what? I'm gonna be talking to some monkeys for 90 minutes count me in I mean, he gets to kiss monkey uh, Helmone Carter. Wow. That's fucking weird. He's living the life. Um, uh, sure, like, Trenton Heston's in it. Jeez. Also, um, Bert, like, even, like, Corpse Bride is an amazing movie. Corpse Bride is a really great film. It just I love Corpse Bride. He hasn't made anything live action that's up to the standard of his first few, but unlike, like, he's not at the stage, like, he hasn't tarnished his reputation. Like, I much rather watch, like, a... If you'd ask me right now, would I be more excited for the next Burton movie or Spielberg movie? I'm gonna piss a lot of people off here, but I would almost say Burton. I would say Burton too, because Spielberg is just kind of like rolling. Yeah, so is Bur- like I think Burton is kind of like trundling his wheels. Like he hasn't really like poured himself into a film like as he would have when he used to. Yeah. I think his last great live action film was either Big Fish. Or um, Big Fish. Big Fish, yeah. Not Big Eyes. No, Big Fish is the one he made in two thousand three. Oh. Uh, it's a really, really lovely film. Oh, that was Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, yeah. Oh, no, and that's Albert Finney. That's a really, it's a fantastic film in my opinion, which also has Diane DeVito, funnily enough. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't made a proper great film since then. Or I'd honestly say, um, Edward. Oh, live action though. Yeah, yeah, live action. I think Edward as well. Yeah, but um, just with on terms of Dumbo, he just there's no darkness or weirdness to it. There's it was, like one dude dies, and that's about it. It's oddly restrained. For yeah, and like they still bullied us. Poor elephant. Poor it's just uh, I don't it, I don't understand why those got so popular. I don't know why, and I'll never understand why yeah. because this film is just yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 
So we're gonna move on to actually just to wrap that whole thing up before we move on. Um, how do, how do we feel about the Disney reboots? I think we need to stop them. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's time. I think I would like to see. I think they're do because how many more have they got now? They've got coming out soon. We've got um, Aladdin, The yeah. Lion King, Mulan, Robin Hood, Pinocchio, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Lino and Stitch. There's lots coming out. Jesus. Like, um, and the Tramps coming out this year. The only ones I would really like to see are right now. I want to see Aladdin, mm-hmm. purely for just to see Aladdin. I would like to see The Lion King because it's The Lion King. And then the only one I really want to see is Hunchback of Notre Dame because that is one of my favorite like animated films. Why are they um, making Lilo and Stitch? Uh, Why are they doing this? Because they can. <sighs> because they have the money. Yeah. No, no one wants this. I think it's time we move off of these slew of films that were just... I don't know what it is, but I, haven't, I, f- I don't feel so great after talking about all these films. It doesn't make me feel as good as like talking about film. How about we talk about some box office bonanzas? miscalculated this yeah what did, what did we say do you know yeah so you guessed i think i said 67 million. you guessed 65 million 65. i guessed 57 million and it did not make it either of that it made 46 million dollars i'm assuming yeah 45.9 45.9 yeah so that means i won again yeah, i think you're only one let's just say for the count argument's sake the scott's one behind me oh uh, yeah it's i think it's three to two yeah that sounds about right yeah so all I need to do is calculate, yeah. predict this week. Yeah. So um, just on the, the um, uh, on the talk of Dumbo, um, um, sorry, I'm stuttering. You're okay. What am I saying? Oh yeah. On on the subject of Dumbo, I think this underperformed more than Disney were expecting, because mm. the it's kind of starting to get a bit worrying for the live actions because Mary Poppins. Dumbo and Christopher Robin all just sort of did alright they yeah. haven't had a big hit since Beauty and the Beast which wasn't that long ago I know I think Mary Poppins suffered in the fact that of course it came out at the same time as Bumblebee and Aquaman but there was and I also didn't think they marketed Mary Poppins Returns that much mm, definitely well definitely not Christopher Robin oh no Christopher Robin they, did I forgot that came out. they didn't give a crap about that yeah. but Dumbo they marketed it in a okay about like nothing like not to the same degree that they're going to of aladdin no aladdin or um lion king, lion king. yeah which we're actually we're just, oh, we, we were discussing that even though yeah. i don't know if lion king is even going to get enough like marketing yeah. like um also we didn't predict these because a lot of them were limited um there was that that one we think is a pile of dog shit that came out remember that which one? one remember the one the unplanned one yes oh yeah, yeah unplanned. Made, um six million what was the budget? Um, it says six dollars, which is definitely not right. I mean, who knows? Like, yeah, it uh, I think six million was its budget. Oh well, I mean, it made its money back. Yeah, and then um, the Beast Bump with Matthew McConaughey came out. Yes, and made one point seven million, which is a big flop for McConaughey. That is McConaughey's lowest flop amount of, the, of his whole career, I think. Really? I think it is. Yeah. 
in a world where girls with girlfriends fast exist. Uh. Yeah, and also this on the from the scale from this week, um, Captain Marvel's hit a billion. Fantastic! Yeah. Like I am such an idiot for not yeah. putting that on my list as you always. Are. It was guaranteed to make a billion. Uh, it's the third solo film to make a billion. Yeah. 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 Bastard. So fair play. It's movie it's 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 a fun movie yeah and us only dropped down to 33 million this weekend it still made a lot of money yeah like it's it's it's, bank it's it's still making bank and it's still 127 in america so far yeah like i I mean near 200 Uh, last time i checked it was 188 worldwide it's already like broken even like at least five times yeah it was only cost 20 million exactly yeah um so this week we actually have a very busy week we have um we'll start with our review next week we actually are reviewing two next week two next week yeah. what could they be one is shazam shazam which i've already seen i know and i haven't so we're not going to spoil that yet nope um yeah what, what are you what are you thinking i honestly have no idea for shazam because people are saying that shazam is i'm getting weird like mix of reviews from shazam people are saying that it's going to be it's really fun it's really enjoyable but I don't see it being, I don't think it's been marketed or been given as much time as other DC films. A lot Hell, of people I didn't think even, it's a kid's film. A lot of people do think it's a kid's film. And I'm not going to lie, it does certainly look like a kid's film it's from not. the outset. I don't think it is. No, it's not. But I think that realistically, it's probably going to make about 50 million overall, like opening weekend. I'm going to say 45 million. 45 million. Yeah, I think you're not you're not wrong there, but I don't th- I don't think it's going to make loads, but I think it's pro- especially considering the things that are coming out in the next few weeks, I think people are going to are not going to bother this week. Yeah. Well, um So you're saying 45. 45 and you're saying 50? I am saying so, 50. And on a, while we're on superheroes, um Avengers Endgame has tripled the pre-sales of Infinity War. We both got our tickets already. Yeah, like we are excited. Actually, how do you get on with getting it? Did you have any issues? No. My website crashed. I was trying from twelve o'clock to four o'clock. My website, what the website just kept crashing. My mate was trying to book her tickets as well, and she kept saying the website kept crashing because they were selling it so quick. Yeah. Yeah. Did which, you see the? You see the picture of um, I'd like the seating selects and the turning the dots. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that pretty much was what it was though. Yeah. Um, also this week we have a movie I'm really excited for, Pet Cemetery. I think this is gonna be a great film and I've heard it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, the thing is though, I don't know what to predict for it. Could it make more than Shazam? I I'm starting to know. think a very unlikely but there's a little part of me that thinks eh, why not. I mean, I really don't know. Because, for one thing, it's a, it's a, it's a Stephen King adaptation, which the last Stephen King adaptation that came out was it, it and we know how much money it made. A lot. Because it made. made. A lot. I think it made seven hundred worldwide. I think it made. Yeah, I think it did make seven hundred yeah. worldwide, which it fully deserved, because it is a great film. Do you think it's a great film? It. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's love really, it. really, really, really so good. If film. it's anything like that, and I really love Jason Clark. I think Jason Clark is very underrated, and I think he deserves. All the, all the best. Also, I like how John Lithgow has a serious role. John Lithgow never has John, serious roles. John Lithgow deserves a lot of serious roles because he's such a great actor. Have you ever seen Dexter? I've seen a few seasons. He is, the season he's in yeah. is so... He is scary. He's not, a, not a good dude. He's a scary dude. Yeah. But I'm looking at It now. It made, in its entire opening weekend, it made... 
It opened with 123 million. The release date for this is stupid though. I think the release date for this is terrible. Yeah, they should have released it later on. I think honestly, because they decided to release it at this time of year, that it's not going to make that much. 38 money. million. Lock me in. Your that's your lock of the week. 38 million. Yeah, lock me in. Um, I think this is going to suffer against Shazam. Maybe, I don't know because I don't know what how people are feeling about horror films. But I think this is going to make at least 31 million. Yeah. Mm, very nice. That is, that is my prediction. Yeah. Also, um, Missing Link is coming out in Ireland, but it's not out in America until next week. Yeah, which, not going to lie, that's going to get crap, I think, box office. You believe that um, Friday week? So, within, like, say, by the time next week and comes around, mm. we'll have seen Pet Sematary, Pet Sematary Shazam. And Hellboy by that stage. Yeah, but do you want to see Hellboy? No, but <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I should do, should do that. You should do that. Yeah. I think we'll now move off box office now. I think, and talk. Do we want to talk about a little movie news, or are we go into our fifty cents? Um, do you have any any movie news? Uh, we can talk about these CinemaCon highlights. Oh. Like which, everything's coming out of there. Just sounds really great. Yeah. Such as the Joker news. Ooh, so we s- the poster that the Joker came out there the other day, and that looks sick. Yeah, and by the time you're listening to this, the trailer will be out too. Hopefully, if Maybe not. Maybe it's out now. I don't know if you. It Have doesn't. I don't think it is. Have a little look. Um, but the trailer will be out that soon, and everything I'm hearing about this is that Joker looks incredible, or Joker looks so I different. I've heard that uh, Joaquin Phoenix is looks like he is smashing this out of the park. Which is so repressing considering, look, I'm not gonna, I don't think it's a crime to say that Joker is the best superhero villain of all time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I would say that Joker is one of the best villains of all time, period. In any in medium. Anything? In any medium he is in, he has always served well. In one aspect or another. Yeah. Like, right now in live action, he's being served great in Gotham. In animation, he's always getting served well by Mark Hamill, whoever or whoever they get to voice him. And I don't think I've ever seen a bad like Mark Hamill or sorry, Joker voice. And um, in live action on film, well, Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson, Jared Leto, sure, sure. <laughs> that's that's an opinion. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the Joker in majority of the mediums he's in, he's always served well. Yeah. So I think it's no surprise to me that the Walking Phoenix is smashing it. Yeah. Um. And on the topic of Joker. Um, my best friend Mark Hamill has been confirmed to play uh, Chucky. I think that's great. Yeah. I actually think like, I also love that that's so last minute. Yeah, no. Because the film is out in a few months. And his voice, he had a little clip on Twitter where he does the voice. Mm. It's fairly good. Yeah, but like, it's Mark Hamill. Like, he's a, he's a bomb. He's a bomb ass actor. Yeah. Um, we also saw some more bits from It Chapter 2, which is apparently super scary, which. Hey, I'll take that. I really like it. I re- we really liked it, as we said, and we're excited for this. They also showed footage from the new Birds of Prey film, Wonder Woman 1984. Really? Yeah. How did they go down? Uh, Birds of Prey apparently went down pretty well. Wonder Woman went down pretty well. And also, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, went down super well. I'm excited. For I, that. that is my, one of my more anticipated films of the year. I don't care if it doesn't make a lot of money. I just want to see some giant monsters in some beautiful friggin' CGI and imagery just beating the crap out of each other. I, um, I have some good news. Um, Life of Pi Star, Ifran Khan, 
to resume work after undergoing successful cancer treatment. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Yeah. That's really nice. And Dune has started filming. Hell friggin' yes. I'm having, I'm getting a lot, so I'm just going to fire random bits of news at you, okay? And you give me one-word reactions. Gimme, gimme. James Gunn, Brightburn is officially rated R. Hell yes. Mm-hmm. I will accept that very much, can't okay. wait. Conjuring 3. Coming out next September. Always good to see a Conjuring film. The main Conjuring films are always great. Um, here's a movie cast, okay? Guy Ritchie's gangster film retitled has been retitled The Gentleman and stars... Way to hear this for a cast, okay? Matthew McConaughey, Colin Farrell, Charlie Hunman, Hugh Grant, and Henry Golding. Oh, that's a solid cast. That is a particularly solid cast. And my my goal in this news segment every week is to get one bit of Killian Murphy news. And I have a good one this week. It's going to be in a quiet place too. He is going to be in a quiet place too. Also, I have to congratulate Killian Murphy because he just won an Irish Theatre Award recently really? for a show he did there in last year, which he was particularly great in, I hear. I didn't see it, but I hear he was great. He's in the theatre. He's particularly great. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm... He's at the theater, boy. I am. I am a theater boy. I'm go- I'm doing a show tomorrow. Like, <laughs> and, and if you want to travel to Dublin to see Scott in yeah. almost Maine, in the Helix, in the main stage, at front six o'clock, it's like tickets are like a tenner. You might as well fly over. I get to strip on stage, and I'll be watching. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I get to watch. And you get to watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I think yeah, that I think that's pretty. pretty it's been a pretty decent week for movie news, and that it all came the last but day. I've noticed we always we always forget. <laughs> yeah, but like in fairness with this, all the news just came the last day. Did, like, they, did, I, did they say this already? But Dune started shooting. Did yes, you did. You said oh, that okay. already. Yes, Sorry. which again, one of my more anticipated films of twenty twenty. I think it's coming out or twenty twenty one. I'm not 2020, sure. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Fantastic. Oh, the 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 Joker trailer's out. Is it out? Yeah. Should we oh, watch okay. it and then come back? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we just watched the Joker trailer there, and oh wow, that that looks sick. Yeah, that looks really. That good. looks. Oh, like I love his laugh. Yeah. His laugh is killer. He he has the look. He um, has the look. It looks original. Like it looks different. It looks like it's gonna be a character study. Joaquin Phoenix also looks like shit. Yeah, he's. Clearly, he's undergone a physical transformation. Mm, like he looks like he's lost this, like like a scary amount of weight for it. Like, but oh that. And Brian Terry Henry's in it. Brian Terry Henry is in it, which he just wasn't announced, but he's in no, it. He's there. Uh, Robert De Niro looks great. Like um, for like the two seconds he was there. It just looks like Phoenix is. Oh, he looks good. He Oscar. Ah, oh, this and it doesn't look like. It doesn't look like a superhero movie. It does look like a straight up drama. It just looks, and it's it's coming out on October fourth. Like this, this could actually do go somewhere. This this could be it, lads. This, and this, it's, it felt like I was watching um, a Scorsese movie. I know he's it, producing it. He's not producing it. He was supposed anymore. to. But also remember, this is coming from Todd Phillips, i.e. The Hangover. The Hangover. It's also being produced by Bradley Cooper, which. I, I was like, the fuck? stunned by how much I like that. That, that just looked really good. Yeah. Looked really, real good. Damn. Who, who saw this coming? Really, genuinely, who saw this coming? Yeah. I'm like, oh, just, just looked good. DC had me in the palm of their hand. DC might have me in the palm of their hand, yeah. Especially for like Shazam. 
Oh, this is. Let's get back to the. Oh, I think it's time. I think you know what. I'm I'm in such a good mood now. Let's just go on in straight into our fifty cent challenge. Go 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 go, Charlie. It's your birthday. We gonna party like it's your birthday. We gonna sip a party like it's your birthday. Yeah, I wanna hear your thoughts on Darny Darny Darko. Darny Darko. I want that to be our closing. Yeah, okay. We'll swap. We we did that. You, we did you last week, so you might as well go first. Yes. Where the fuck did I put this crappy movie you gave me? Um, this week I had a movie called Stealth. Stealth came out <laughs> in the year 2005, 14 years ago, and is directed by Rob Cohen. Hmm. Okay. It tells the story of three pilots. Okay. Jamie Foxx. Dios Lucas and mm. Des Cabeal. Okay. Um, here's here's some things I noticed from the the opening. Okay. So should have had this ready, but it's, it's okay. It opens with a text in the sky, like an opening text, which moves like is while the sky's like it's a plane's point of view going really fast, and the words just keep coming on and on. Okay. Like Four hundred applied. Three were chosen, and then we meet our super team, okay? And you get a classic in the opening two minutes and 47 seconds. You get lines like, Gotcha, we got birds in the air, and that's how you do it. There was 10 to 20 explosions inside those two minutes and 47 seconds. Oh, wow. War is a team sport. What? Mm hmm. Yeah. Jamie Foxx. Um, says they can only have one woman in their team Why? because um, he be, he bows down to women, but sometimes women need to bow down to men. That is a piece of dialogue in this film. Oh god! There is also it is very sexist, like um, well, not it's very misogynistic. There is a boob close up and Jamie Fox uh, staring. Yep. Um, yeah. So. Um, basically, stealth is like uh, the airplanes are fancy airplanes that have a killer AI in it. Okay. And um, it tries to juggle um, Top Gun. Yeah. 2001 A Space Odyssey and the Korean War conflict in uh, two hours. Yeah. So there's this bit where they have to get, I can't remember what character it is, but it has to get from north korea to south korea in order to be safe and is uh has to run over the border and then everyone oh, just wow. stops when he makes it um yeah no one's really particularly good in this um <laughs> sam shepherd he he's in a lot of this he's george cummings okay he, he's the most telegraphed evil guy you'll meet in film all right yeah I, do you like Sam Shepard? Sam Shepard's great, yeah. Yeah, he's he's not very good in this, but no one's very good in this. Except, well, maybe Jessica Biel was all right, I guess. But um, Josh Lucas, he's not a good actor. He's not a good actor, no. No. Um, I've also just realized this, is that this film, when this film came out, Jamie Foxx had just won an Oscar for Best Actor for Ray, okay. playing Ray Charles. He's He was also in another army film called Jarhead. I like that movie. It's Jarhead's a great film. Yeah. So... Um, what the hell happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Evil um, war machines 
Uh, this is the most American mid two thousands movie. This is a post nine eleven movie if you've ever seen. One. Yeah. This like it's like we gotta kill kill the Israelis kill the motherfuckers. Like, it's like uh, it's, it's, it has an age so well. Yeah. It's like it's like yeah, military is great. They all have helmets. Mm. We all fly. We fly planes like Ryan Reynolds and Green Lantern. Okay. Um, there's there literally it's a very for, instantly forgettable movie. Okay. And it also had the pleasure. You know that this year I am trying to achieve my dream of watching one movie a day. Yes, you are. Okay, and I'm currently about five ahead. I still had the honor of being the 100th movie I watched this year. Oh wow! And I hate you for that. I <laughs> so, it, it, I went from Black Klansman to Stealth the same night. Not a not a not a fun double feature. Uh. Yeah. So um, if if you like America and you like explosions yeah. and. I hate Jamie Foxx. I genuinely, I hate him. He's good in Baby Driver and that Kanye West song. That might be it for me. Ray's fine. I think Jamie Foxx is a very good actor oh, that him. just... Well, sure, he's good in Django. Ah, oh, yeah. He is good in Django, damn it. <laughs> but then I see this stealth. I see Miami Vice. Hmm. You made me watch. I see Robin Hood. I'm not going to give you that ever. Like, I'm not going to put you through that crap. Yep. Robin Hood? Yeah. I've already seen it. Have I know, you, I'm not going to put you seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. I, I'm not going to make you watch it again. Hey, anything with Mando. I will blow you in your own chest. <laughs> I mean, he did look great in his River Island jacket. Yeah. God is up, but God is up there. Well, I'm down, down here. here. Mando. Oh, Mando for uh, the win. Uh, yeah, so don't watch stealth. Um, Rob Cohen, you're you're not a good director. Um, uh, he's made, I don't know, he's made the Mummy Kumo Dragon Empire. The okay. Running Man. The oh, Running producer. Man. What did he actually direct? Let me have a look. He's made The Hurricane Ice, The Mummy, Triple X, movie you watched. Yeah. Oh, so we, we're two for two with this. Oh, one. no. Dragonheart. Okay. And three episodes of Miami Vice. Wow. Hmm. He ties into everything. Well, okay. And there's a movie coming out called Speed Hunters. I just bet Jared Butler's in this. Let's have a look. Is he in it? Because I hope he uh, is. Adam and Anand. A colorful team of racers and crew get caught into hit intrigue around the revolutionary. Uh, no. Huh. No. Um, yeah, don't don't watch those. I don't think I will. You won't buy it for 50 cents? No, I'd give it about 20, 25. I wouldn't buy it. Fair enough. Maybe if, if my mate was around and it was the only thing we had to watch. Mm. Yeah, sure. But also, um, this one is the biggest box office films of all time. I, how much? Like... Because like, oh, I'm, fe- I'm assuming it like didn't like it cost a shit ton to make. Yeah, because there's a lot of explosions. Okay. Two seconds. Like, why not? Um, stealth grossed seventy six point nine million against a budget of one hundred and thirty five million. Okay. Yeah, so that's not good. But um, yeah, but what what I think's good, Johnny Darko. But what did you think? Donnie Jericho. Donnie Jericho. I think Donnie Jericho is a perfectly decent film. And you loved it? I did not love it, though. Why? I think it is, prob- it is without a doubt, a quite a dated film. In, in what way? Well, here's the thing. When I start, I start, because after I watched it, I was felt with a kind of feeling of just, was that it? Because I have have this film has been hyped up for years for me, because mm-hmm. I'd never seen it before this. Yeah. And I have met, met lots of people who saying, "Oh my god, it's such a great film! You gotta watch this film, it's so good." It's Donnie Darko. It's like, 
cult classic film, like critically acclaimed. Like right now, Rotten Tomatoes, it's got like an 86% rating. Director's Cook got a 91% rating. And it's no great for like having great acting, great atmosphere. And some weird, and, and ugh, like Richard Kelly is meant to be like great. And for me, watching it, it just felt like, for one thing, it felt very much like a product of its times. Because, but then when I looked up when it was released, I saw it was released a month after 9-11. Like it was re- released on October. Really? It, this film came out originally on October 26, 2001. Did they have to push it back or anything, do you know? Uh, no, it was, it was originally screened at Sundance that year, January. And then it received a limited theatrical release in October. Yeah, because I know that would have a lot more with the plane crash. Yeah, because, well, in the, movie, I mean. the whole thing about this movie is that there is a, a, the whole plot of this film is that it follows Donnie Darko, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, who, I will say, he's great in this film. Yeah. He is very, very, very good in this film. But he is basically brought outside and he meets a guy in a rabbit costume play, who's called Frank, who, bas- who basically tells him, hey man, the world's going to end in like a month. You're going to die. It's all going to be fucked. And then he wakes up on a golf course and discover goes home and finds out that a jet has basically crashed into his bedroom. And that they don't know how this happened, but hey, there's a jet in your bedroom. And so... What are you going to do about it? Yeah, and so over the next like few while, he just starts keeps having visions of, th- of this guy called Frank in a bunny costume. and He's genuinely terrifying, though. I think it's quite freaky. And one of my favorite lines of the film actually is when they're in the they're in the cinema and he's just like hey why'd you wear that stupid money costume and he's like why'd you wear that stupid man costume and i actually love that line and it's a very fun they're very funny line and i love his voice as well because it's yeah. just a kind of like a like very a, distorted. it's very distorted and it's cool and again the bunny is just freaky to look at like he is just freaky so to I be think that what you don't like about it like i personally i love this movie i think Gyllenhaal's great, and so mm. is the um, entire philosophy of the film, I find. I think that's what I didn't like about it the most. It was just the philosophy. Really? And that I wasn't a massive fan of it. Like, and Again, a lot of the, I felt like a lot of the film was just talking about ideas that they just didn't know anything about. The one thing is, is it's never a good sign when you're in the movie and you have to Google. Because it makes you feel real. For me, that what I, what I felt like was what hurt for me. Also... I felt like the ending really does ruin it, in my opinion. Yeah. Because of, and I'm going to spoil it because this film is nearly 20 years old. Um, but the ending of this film is that the world is ending. Everything's going to shit. Yeah. And this is a vortex, like everything's going to hell and it's going crap. But then he decides to go, Donnie Darker decides to, he watches as there's a plane carrying Rose Darko on the way home. And it gets caught in a vortex which rips off part of the the plane and sends it through time and so that ends up bringing hit bringing the events of the last month back in time and donnie wakes up in his room sees the day is the day mm-hmm. and then a plane rushes into him and he dies yeah and for me that really annoyed me because the one thing I hate in films is the is, is the cardinal sin of any piece of media, which is the, it was all a dream, it never happened, but it wasn't time dream. happened. It did happen. And time happened. Yeah, but it went back in time. Yeah, and I know. No, and everyone who Donnie would have met and made relations with, made fought with, anything, that all gets undone. Yeah. 
all the character development gets undone. Gretchen never meets him. He never meets Gretchen, which for me, it's, it's infuriating, I feel like. It's, it's a really infuriating thing for me, and it's purely like why, I, it's one of the things I hate in all movies, mm. and I hate in all media. But, I'm not gonna lie, I still haven't stopped thinking about it though. Yeah. Like I can't say it hasn't left any kind of impact on me, because ha- it has. And I've still kept thinking about it. And I still, I feel like if I give this another week or two, I feel like I'm going to come around more to it. Do you think you need a rewatch? I don't think I want to rewatch it. No. no. I feel like this is one of the films that I can't really rewatch. Really? I don't think it's very, I, for me personally, I couldn't see it as a rewatchable film. I think that's a lot. Mm. Like a lot, a lot. I do think as well, it's weird looking at certain actors in this. Because there are certain people who are always like, what the fuck? What are you? Where have you been? Like, Swayze, man. like Patrick Swayze is in this film. He actually is really great. Seth Rogen's in this film, who is surprisingly pretty good in it. Uh, Jenna Malone is in this yeah. film too, which I was like, the fuck she's are you doing? Sister? Uh, no, she's uh, his love interest. You know, there's uh, Donnie Darko too. I do. I've heard about it. I've heard it's terrible. Yeah, I think it's actually the sister. I think it's it's called like S Darko or something. Uh, yes, S Darko released in two thousand nine. Stars the sister and uh, that's really it. It's got Ed Westwick. Uh, yeah, but Ed Westwick is a terrible person. He's a piece of shit. He's a bit of a piece of shit. It's Elizabeth Berkeley. Uh, Elizabeth Berkeley is Showgirls. Oh. Showgirls saving the bell. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about Showgirls. Uh, you've got Jackson Rathbone from Twilight and the amazing Avatar, again, Last Airbender. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I'm having such a weird reaction to this film because it's I can't. Worth 50 cent. I think it's definitely worth fifty cent, and I think it's definitely <laughs> worth watching. I'd buy a steelbook, but I think for me, it's just I just didn't. It did. I think also. I think it was inter- incredibly overhyped for me really? as well. Yeah. I think because everyone I've talked to about it says it's amazing, and I was like, it's. I think we'll give you another week with it, and we'll ask you next week. I think ask me next time. week and see how I'm feeling about it. The, the one thing is though is that while I hadn't seen this I had seen the director Richard Kelly's other film Southland Tales and it's awful like it's horrendous huh? is that Gyllenhaal? Uh, no it's not Gyllenhaal that is Dwayne Johnson <laughs> it's Dwayne it's like a it's a comedy drama thriller science fiction satiric commentary on military and uh, infotainment and it's terrible it's so bad it's so so bad. He's only forty four though, so he might, might, might just make something great. The last film he made was a film called The Box, which was bad. Which so was... if he's only forty four, and this was made um, eighteen years ago, yeah, he was in his twenties when he made this, which is a hell of an achievement. I think so too. Yeah, mm. I think there's I'm, that. I don't know. I'd like to see him do another film. And I like to see what he would do with it, but for me, it just—I just didn't have that big of a thing. It didn't really click for me. Yeah. Which sucks. Which really sucks, I think, because right, that's always the one. And I think I hate that about films where like it just—it's a film that's overhyped to hell. Everyone says it's great, and then you go and see it, and it's just like, oh, that was yeah. dumb. So. Um, but overall, though, I think I would buy it for fifty cent. So what have you got in store for me next week? Actually, can I give you yours? I want you to give you, you me mine. Give me mine. Okay. So, 
I have a movie which I've never seen. Okay. It has. It is directed by the man who made Doctor Strange. Okay. And stars Keanu Reeves. And right. it's called The Day the Earth Stood Still. Okay. Yeah. I, I've heard of this film. I know what it is. I've never seen it. It currently has... Um, it has... Well, this cast is stacked. It has... Uh, Keanu Reeves, Jennifer Connelly, Jada Smith, Kathy Bakes, and John Hamm. But it also has uh, 21% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 5.5 on IMVD. Because I've seen the original the other day. I've seen the original. The original one is very good. Yeah. It's a thought, very it's I, a it's a classic film. I just thought the cover was pretty cool. So I was like I mean, that's so fair. Yeah. Like it is a pretty cool looking cover. Let's, let's see what this is like. Yeah. So what what do you have for me? I'm actually gonna give you a choice. Oh really? In that I'm gonna give you A, and I'm gonna give you B. Okay. And uh, no, I'm gonna give you A, I'm gonna give you B, and I'm gonna give you C. Okay. There are three choices. I'm not gonna tell you anything about the films. I'm just gonna let you choose. So A, B, or C. Um, let me go with C. You get a really good one. You oh. get Team America World Police. I was gonna give you that. Oh, oh that's good. I love you get that Team movie. America World Police. Oh, give me A next week. Oh, well, oh, well, actually, A was quite a good film, too. Oh, really? Yeah, Don't tell that, me what it is. I won't tell you what it is, no. Yeah. Team America, I love Team America. I That's seen, good. I haven't seen it in, like, a year or two. Well, then, uh, well, you are in for a good time. But I think until then, Liam, it has been very lovely being here, as always, yes. doing our podcast in this room. Hey, I'm happy you acknowledge that it's, we're doing our podcast. Would you shut up? <laughs> like, I always apologize for not acknowledging no. I always just acknowledge that we're doing our podcast. Yes, I always apologize to you. <laughs> but anyway, I think, yeah, I think we can wrap it up there as we stare out into the construction site that's beside us. What a view, huh? I mean, that digger is just going at it. Until then, we will see you soon.